As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And good morning. Hey, it's Ken Walls. Welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm excited to have my buddy, good friend, Brett Coffey on today. Um, he, is, he is on the West Coast, so it's still pretty early out there. But I want to go ahead and bring Brett on to the show. Brett, welcome to the show, man. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm good, dude. Thank you for, uh, for, for getting up early and joining us here today, man. Yeah, I'm super excited. I've been, I've been checking out some of your shows, and man, you've had some just major rock stars on and stuff. Very cool. I, I'm telling you, man, I feel um, I feel unbelievably blessed. We have some amazing people coming on. Jordan Thomas. We got Greg Crane, Greg Walker. Greg Crane is up in Canada. Um, he's he's um, he was actually here at my house a couple weeks ago. He he stopped by. Was in the area. So. Um, but dude, listen, man, I am, I am very, very excited to have you on. You have done some, dude, you've done some amazing things in life. And I know you've also been through, um, the trials and tribulations of life. And I think you and I, we've been friends for what, about four years, maybe somewhere. Yeah, there? four or five. I mean, yeah. it, it sort of ties around, uh, connecting you know through grant cardone yep it sure does man it does so i i'm uh you know i know we met i think we 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 met on one of grant's live streams or something right and and yeah there was i guess it was about four or five years ago when social media really exploded yeah you know, there were all these different platforms and and at the time it was blab was Lab, the big thing yeah. where you could have four people on and Grant yeah. would hop on and yeah. people would connect. And yeah. and I know at one point Grant was doing something with, uh, <clears throat> you know, some some contest or something. And maybe it was one of his live streams. And I think it came down to you and you and I who were going to get a free ride on the jet. And I think and you won it. 
Well, that was, um, yeah, that was, that, what was it? That was one of his webinars. I gave away 14 seats on his webinar that I paid for. And that's right. Yeah. And I, I want to ride on his, on his jet. But I, you know, I never did, I never took him up on it. I, I actually flew to Miami and spent a few hours with him. So that, that was, uh, that was even better in my opinion. But, um, so dude, this, this show is really about, um, helping people have a breakthrough, break through the walls in their lives and their businesses um, by hearing other people's stories of, of trials and tribulations and, and having breakthroughs. And I know that you, my friend, have been through a lot of crap in life um, and you've come out on the other side, you know. And, and so I think it's important to be able to share that stuff. So so you know, let's start with um, let's start with where you were born and raised. You, you kind of have a Texas accent. <laughs> well, I was actually I was I was born in Toronto, so I was born on the East Coast, okay. where this show would be going on at eleven and not eight in the morning. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And uh, you know, my dad worked in the my dad was a musician and worked in the music industry for a, a company up here. In the States, it would be similar to Guitar Center, same kind of company. Okay. You know, they rent and sold instruments and whatnot. And, yeah. and uh, it was, we went back and forth a couple of times from the East Coast to the West Coast. And he was, he was the third employee of this company. And he was actually asked to come out West and launch the second branch. Oh, wow. And that initially brought us to Vancouver in 1970. We hung out here for five years. They needed a manager to run the show, the show back in Toronto, so we went back. Wow. And then ultimately we came back the last time, I think it was 1979, and I, we, I've been in Vancouver ever since. Wow. So, wow. yeah, back and forth, back and forth a lot of times. Um, <clears throat> so you, had a, you were pretty young then, like 1970. We're about the same age, aren't we? Well, I'm 55. Are you 55? Yeah, dude. I thought we were. I thought you. I'm. I'm still 49. <laughs> well, there you go. I oh, guess. I, I guess I'm just aging well. I don't know. I guess so, man. I thought we were real. Well, I mean, that's still pretty close. But so you were still pretty young. Yeah, the first time we moved out, you know, I was seven. Then we moved back at 12. Then I moved back out here at 16 and and uh, or 15, I guess. And you know. Even that is a story in itself to move back and forth as a kid that many times because you've given up, you know, friendships on on both sides and yeah and uh, you know there wasn't social media the way it was now and to phone a friend from Vancouver back to Toronto yeah was about four bucks a minute on on the old dial up landlines back then right <laughs> yeah. so you, you were you were restricted in what you could do in a call. But, uh, hey, you know, hey, ultimately coming back out to Vancouver the last time and going to high school and, and um, by nature, I'm shy, introverted. There's, that's just who I am. Yeah. A lot of people don't believe that. But if you talk to Meg, you, you would, you would, she would definitely tell you that. And I was really hurt and upset the last time that we moved out when I was, you know, a teenager moving away from all my buddies. Yeah, to be out here, and I literally didn't leave my house for the whole summer. We moved out in summer. I was just like, you know, I didn't leave. And in then Van- that's when Vancouver. I Vancouver. Yeah, when I was in Vancouver. Wow. <clears throat> and I ended up, 
um, deciding that I wanted to play hockey. And that became a real, real passion for me. And um, I just dove in, um, wasn't old enough to wasn't old enough to uh, drive yet, but I would actually, and I was a goalie, so I had all this gear. I would take three buses to get to an arena. It would take me two hours to get there, and I'd play hockey for eight hours a day and wow. come back. And, you know, that led to some great friendships, some great um, coaches in my life. Mm. And ultimately, you know, I came really close to playing pro. Wow. Um, I was on the Montreal Canadiens scouting list. In my draft year, I actually blew out my knee and ultimately would need, need knee surgery. So that sort of messed up that career path for me. And uh, the the summer after that, I think I was 17, I ended up to go and work with my dad at the music shop. I was in the back doing, you know, doing shipping, unboxing guitars and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, it's funny because my son just got his first job for uh, washing dishes at a restaurant. He just did that. He just did that yesterday. He just, you know, he's 16 and just got his, his learners. Yeah. You know, it's amazing how fast time goes when, uh, uh, when you have kids. It's unbelievable. It is. I agree. So, you know, as a, as a, as a kid, I had a pretty normal life. You know, my, my mom was home and, you know, my dad worked a lot. Yeah. And, uh, the company I went for worked that my dad worked for started out with two stores, got a third store. Now I think, I think they have like 55 stores across all of Canada. They're about a $500 million company. Wow. And, um, in between, uh, actually working for him a little bit in the summers after graduating high school, I went and learned how to cut hair. What? Oh yeah, yeah. You went was, to was, what, what barber school? Yeah, I, d- I did that because I, nice. I always just believed that if you had a trade that you could use all the time. I mean, what you know, the the one given is that your hair is always going to grow. People are always going to need haircuts. <laughs> That's true. Well, so that was, I don't know anymore. It's getting... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's some guys that don't need haircuts, but you know what I mean. Right. So you know, I went to school for that, and I worked. I worked for about three years in the in the cut and hair industry, and in, and that was in the '80s. When, you know, my hair was longer than most gals hair, you know, flipped and I had more colors in my hair than, you know, than you could possibly imagine. You were doing something to your hair every single week, you know, and being a rock star. So that was, that was kind of fun. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it just wasn't going to, it wasn't going to go anywhere. I mean, you know, I guess I could have owned my own shop or whatever, but, um, then I got a call from my dad saying that the, uh, the bookkeeper had quit from that location that he was running and I'd always been good with numbers and, you know, took accounting in school and yeah. loved all that kind of stuff. And then, so well, I started to work for him. Well, wait a minute. Did, now, how old were you at this point? Well, right out, I graduated early out of high school. Okay. So I would, I would have been 17. Um, did you, did you, to, did you go to, did you go to college or university no. or whatever they call it in Canada? I know it's 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 a little bit different. No, it's you know it's you can do either college or university. I know, and, but uh, here it's just college at a yeah. university. <laughs> yeah. Like 
Like, but well, we have colleges and we have universities. Yeah. Universities. I don't know if it's the next level, but um, so I went to a, a they call it an, a vocational okay institute. Yeah. So where where you went in and learned trades. Yeah. So yep. I went in and took the barbering class and you know did all that and yeah went and worked in the field for three years and and you know a lot of people won't relate to this based on our ages, but there was no such thing as Sunday shopping didn't exist. Right. Right. And the shop that I was working at, that's when it first came into to play. Ah. And there was a big, I don't know, sort of a big, we don't want this. Yeah. So I would, I, you know, I'd go in on a Sunday and sit there. <laughs> Nothing. Cause people just weren't used to it yet. And I wow. went, well, this, that's not working for me. No. And then my dad called me and said, Hey, we look, we need a bookkeeper. Do you want to come down and, you know, check it out? So I, I, I did that. And, you know, bookkeeping in those days yeah. was all manual. Everything was paperwork. There wasn't anything yeah. to do with computers or anything Gen- like general, that. General ledger and all that. Yeah. The green, the green documents with yep. all the multi- I, multiple yep. columns. I had them. All yep. that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I did that for years. Wow. And, and this, the store actually got its first, uh, Atari computer. Oh my God. And, uh, they had a program, not Excel, but something very similar. Yeah. So I started to mess around with that. And, and cause we did accounts receivables where you could come in that guitar behind you, you could come in and, and make payments on it. Yeah. So I create a little, ex- sort of Excel file with Ken Wall's name on it and your yeah. payments that you came in and made. And, and wow. so that was sort of the beginning of my, my connection with computers and whatnot. And, uh, you know, fast forward, that company grew like crazy. There were multiple locations. They started to go the route of computers and the computers that we had back in those days were, probably almost as tall as that bookcase behind you. Just yeah. these big, massive things with these huge platters that you put in for discs. Yeah. And I was responsible to go and set them up in different, in Edmonton, Calgary, Victoria. So I started to travel around a lot. Wow. And became the point of sales special, I call it, train guys on this new software. So, and it was super old school. Wow. If I could show you pictures, you'd laugh because you would totally get it. Yeah, I, yeah, I would get it. Wow. So, you know, that was sort of the, the, the real beginning of my career with this company. And I ended up being there for, gosh, 27 years. Now, now, and I don't remember the details, but like, wasn't there, uh, isn't there some stories about you knowing or being friends with or hanging out with or touring with or something like some famous rock bands. Yeah. Because, because Vancouver was on the map in the eighties for artists to come into town and record albums. Um, White snake, Bon Jovi, Motley Crue, all these bands would come into town and they'd record and they'd be, you know, they'd be in the city for months and you could go to the uh, local rock club and uh they'd be hanging out and because of that we would you know we we would do these deals where ultimately you 
we'd sponsor them in some, you know, they'd be using an ovation guitar and, and we'd bring them to the studio for them to use and try and all that kind of stuff. So it, it gave me the ability to, uh, party with Bon Jovi and, you wow. know, meet John and sit at a table and, uh, uh, with Richie Sambora in a club and wow. throw back shots way back in the day and, um, hang out with Vince Neil and just meet all these different great guys. And that That's was a awesome. real different time. I mean, it was party central back in those days. Yeah. Right. Right. And, uh, I guess to, to step back in my last year of high school was when I first met Megan. Wow. And, uh, we were in a, an art class and her brother's name is Brett. So she reckoned wasn't a popular name back then. So she sort of went, Oh, there's another Brett in this class. And I saw this green eyed beauty in this tight purple shirt and I was done. It was over. Uh, it took, me, <laughs> took me about 18 months to close the deal. But, uh, you know, here we are 33 years later and two kids and wow, you know, best, best of friends and, um, yeah, just a you know, just the love of my life. Wow, dude, that's freaking awesome. Thirty three so, years. Yeah, just this past June fifteenth. Wow, that's that's Abigail's our our little girl's birthday. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thirty three years. Wow. I know it's that's, crazy. That's incredible, man. That's awesome. Well, congratulations for that, man. Jeez. Yeah, thank you. So, every every year we last, we're setting records compared to most of the people that we know. <laughs> right? Yeah. No kidding. So 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 you worked at the um, music store business um, yeah. for twenty seven years. You said. Yeah. Um. What happened after that? I mean, twenty seven years in one place. Did did you retire? Not really. Um, you know, for the, you know, for the most part, it was great. Yeah. Um, things really changed in about the last five years. It became very, very corporate. Um, and you know, I'm that story of, Hey, I was working in shipping then I was doing bookkeeping. Then I was doing the point of sale system to the point where I was running my own location. Yeah. And, um, you know, had a staff of 20, 25 people at the time. And, you know, doing millions of dollars in rentals and sales and, you know, listening as an employee, listening, you know, or as an, a boss, listening to all the excuses of why people can't show up. And it was very interesting in the music industry because a lot of the guys would go, they'd work during the day and they'd go out and gig at night. Yeah, right, right. And, you know, sometimes they needed to travel and it was just, you know, it was, it was crazy staffing sometimes. Let's put it that way. Wow. I'll bet. And, uh, you know, my dad had managed locations and ultimately became a, a regional manager because the company had grown so big and so fast. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was challenging because it was changing yeah. a lot in, in, in our location. We, you know, for me, it was all about having fun. Right. You know, if, if the employees are happy, then it makes the gig way easier. Right, right. So we'd have poker nights. We'd pull out hockey nets that I bought, and we'd go to the back of the parking lot after work and play ball hockey and, wow. uh, you know, have a bunch of fun doing that. And I'd let the guys stay and set up, and they could, you know, play and gig after hours and whatnot. And wow. That all switched. Oh, it, it did? Always, 
it just it just changed overnight. What it became what became corporate-y? Very corporate-y. Uh, like, you know, this box has to be placed at this height and you know, all those things. Yeah. You know, and I, I get it. I mean that yeah. you know they're there to make money. Sure. Yeah. You know, and you know, one tip that I could give to everybody is that if you work for somebody else, you're nothing but an asset and they're gonna use you up and at some point they'll spit you out because they can Yeah. You know, they could probably replace you. Yeah. And I just got to the point where I was really frustrated and Megan knew it. I'd come home and complain and it was toxic. Yeah. And some, something really disconcerting for me had happened as it related to my dad and working there. He'd been there for gosh, if I was there 27 years, he was there 40. Wow. And one day they, they, they changed his position. I didn't know it was coming. Mm. I woke up one day, had a new regional manager, and for lack of a better term, they had turned my dad into a Walmart reader. Oh, man. So they had taken his position away. Yeah. And it was, it was, he was okay with it because it was allowing him to downgrade, but the way that they did it didn't sit well with me. Yeah. And I would have been, you know, it would have been nice to tell me rather than announce it in front of 40 other managers. Yeah, right. Right. And that for me was the beginning of the end. Wow. So, you know, I, I, I put up with it for about four more years. And then ultimately what ended up happening was my dad, um, got cancer oh, and goodness. phoned me one day at work, told me, Hey bud, here's what's going on. And, uh, the, you know, the one plus with the company was, the owner, older than my dad, still alive today, I think he's like 85, 86 years old, told my dad he could work, he'd get his salary, he could work as long as he wanted, as many days as he wanted, and that was never going to change. You know, wow. so that part of it was pretty, that part of it was pretty cool, but that was the, that was the old school company. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, um, you know, we found out, gosh, I guess it would have been in 2012 that, he had about six months to six months to live. Wow! And I was at I was already crushed. You know, it's one thing to lose a parent; it's another thing to lose a parent that you work with every day for twenty seven years. Yeah, right. And I knew that day was coming, and I ended up in the hospital about four times with panic attacks. I thought I was having a heart attack. Wow. And, uh, I'll probably get super emotional about this, but, um, I, I just decided one day I'm going to walk, you know, there's more to, more to life than working for a company yeah. when he only had six months to, you know, six months to live. Yeah. And at the end of the day, um, I didn't have an exit strategy. No, <laughs> you know, there was nothing. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't have any other income coming in. There was nothing going on, but I just walked in one day and said, I'm done. I'm going to go hang out with my dad. You guys can like it or not. And they went, well, you take, you know, why don't you take a little bit of time here and there? And went, no, it, it would just have been too much of a conflict. Yeah. Right. right. So I, I walked away, I think it was in June and, um, you know, hung out with him as much as I could. He lived close to me and yeah. And, and whatnot. And, uh, um, December, 
December 25th is his birthday. Wow. So that December 25th um, in 2012, we've been going to see him every day because we knew any day he was going to pass. And between my sisters and I, we were going back and forth. And and December 25th, we phoned him, sung happy birthday to him. Yeah. And uh, we knew that my sister was going in to see him that day. And it was it was the weirdest thing, Ken. I, I I still can't figure it out in my head. But we sing happy birthday to him, tell him, hey, we're, we're coming to see you tomorrow, the twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. And the the last thing he said to me was, well, I guess that's it. And then that night he passed away. Early early morning, mm-hmm. the twenty sixth, he passed away. Oh my dear God. So he he sort of wow. it's like he knew. And I, you know, and I still have, you know, I was an athlete, great yeah. shape, all that kind of stuff. After he passed, gained a bunch of weight, had never had panic attacks or anxiety in my life. Yeah. There are still things today that something will trigger me as it relates to him. Now I understand what it is. Yeah. I know what's going on. So I know, I, I know how to deal with it. Yeah. But, but it, it was so surreal and, um, wow. You know, I, I mean, Megan was amazing through that whole time period for me. And, and, you know, we, we won the lottery that you never want to win, which was an inheritance. And, um, gosh, for about 12, 15 months, I, I literally did nothing. I was, I was crushed. I still ended up going to the hospital and they put me on the treadmill and they, hook me up to all this stuff. And, and it, wow. it truly was just, you know, stress and anxiety. Wow. And, uh, it, it was, yeah, it was tough. It's still tough. I remember, uh, you know, uh, my son and I, Brant, we go almost every weekend and spend time with him and we'd watch Canadian football. Right. And, uh, Oh, that's, that, is that know, a real thing? It kind of, <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's some, there's some guy that just came up that couldn't make it in the NFL, Manziel or something, that <laughs> came up to throw some balls up here. He hasn't even made it onto the field yet, but that's okay. Oh, um, that's funny. Manziel. Oh, but, my God. Uh, you know, it, it was just, it was really. Jack Branch is on here, by the way. He, he keeps saying hi. Hey, Jack. He said, hey, glad, glad to know you both. He's a good dude. But, but uh, um, you know, it was, it was interesting because i think my dad actually hung on because we both liked the, the team called the toronto argonauts and so did my son so we go over we watch football with him on the weekends yeah and, uh um i just kept telling him that this is the year for the argos this is the year for the argos and this is when he had cancer yeah and i really think he lasted long enough because they went to the gray cup your super bowl okay. they won the championship in november wow and I remember leaving the house that day with my son in the back and me trying to fight back the tears because I knew yeah. that that was the last time that yeah. we get to watch football. Uh, so, you know, I had all these wow. things on. And, uh, yeah, it was tough, you know, really tough. Wow, I mean, it, man. it makes me emotional even now talking about it. Well, sure, dude. Of course it does. Wow. Wow. It's making me emotional. Stop. <laughs> but the, uh, wow. You know, if there's a silver lining in all this, um, 
it actually in, in a in a really twisted way led me to Grant Cardone, which led me to meet you. Yeah. Um, you know, I was I was in a funk and I needed to do something, I needed to start making some money, I needed to uh um drastically change my life. Yeah. You know, the nest egg that we got from my dad wasn't, you know, massive. And it was, you know, when you're not working and you have a family of four, yeah. it, it goes like that, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. So um, I was on, I, I don't know, I was. I think I was watching a Gary Vaynerchuk thing on YouTube. And, you know, on the, on the side, you've got all the other yeah. suggestions. And there was this, I would say, almost obnoxious, loud <laughs> dude. <laughs> In, in jeans on a stage, and it was a 45-minute talk that Grant did, and I clicked on it, and I went, man, that guy rocks. What an <laughs> yeah. attitude. And yeah. uh, so I started to, you know, check out some of his stuff on YouTube and watch what he was doing, and, and um, you know, that's how you and I got connected. We, uh, yeah. we ultimately ended up, um, you know, on some yeah. live together, and I just started to follow him and showed up in his life a lot and showed up in his life a lot. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, de developed a friendship, you know, to the point where, you know, he knows me and yeah. and we connect all the time. And, and it, it for me, it really filled a gap at the time. It was somebody to go to and somebody to be able to watch and listen to. And, you know, then he did like a three minute interview and yeah. and uh, uh, a company that I was with I was in the network marketing space. I sent him a bunch of product. Yeah. And gave me a huge shout out and that blew all that up. And, yeah. you know, in, in, in some small way, I like to think that I put him on the map with a bunch of network marketers because we were all gravitating at that time yep. to all these platforms in, in, in social media. Yeah. So that was, that was really interesting. And, and, you know, that's what I do now is, is, is network marketing. Right. I started way back in 1995 with a company that everybody knows, Amway. Yeah. You know, yeah. There was only there was only two choices I think back then. It was either Amway or Mary Kay, and I didn't see myself doing Mary Kay. You can't, uh, dude. You'd look you'd look awesome in a pink Cadillac. Come on. Uh, in the eighties, yeah, I would. <laughs> Bumping some Aretha Franklin and <laughs> absolutely, let's go. But uh, you know, we actually Megan and I got our start in network marketing back in nineteen ninety five because of her aunt and uncle, and they were buying products. So we started to buy product and. The gal that actually worked for me at the music store was involved in the company and they came over and showed us the business plan. And I was like, I was, it, it impacted me. It's like, man, this is, this is cool. I can, I can help people. They can make money. I can make money. And I've always termed network marketing as private franchising. You franchise yourself through people. The only way I win is if you win first. Yeah. Yeah. So for every dime that, I help you create or every dollar I help you create. If I make a dime, how many dollars do I want to talk you into? Right. Right. So that was awesome. Except my personality, my shyness, um, <laughs> yeah. and the fact that social media didn't exist. I mean, you had to go out and headhunt and spear people. Yeah. You know, you'd pick up a landline to book a coffee meeting with somebody 45 minutes away and you'd have to pull over halfway through the drive go to a pay phone to make sure that they were going to still show up so you weren't wasting your time. Right, right. That was a completely different way to build build business, especially network marketing. Dude, it was so, I mean, 
I was talking to somebody. I, you, I don't know if you ever had to do this, but you know, back when I was doing sales, business to business sales in my early twenties. So that was a long ass time ago, thirty years ago. And you know, we would have to get a Haynes directory and the, a crisscross directory and find you know different businesses and 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 find out who's on that street and who the owner is or the manager and it was right. i mean it, and you had to map out your entire day that way every single day or you just were like a wandering generality and and just wandering about the planet <laughs> so it yeah. was a lot different without social media yeah, absolutely. You know, we back in back in those days, you you give this package of sample products and a couple of cassettes. Yeah. And when you gave it away, you never knew whether it was ever coming back again. Right. It wasn't like you could track the person down on Facebook and go, "Hey, can I get that? Can I get that stuff I I, I handed over to you back?" Yeah. No. So it it was interesting, but I really cut my teeth, um, you know, through the Amway business, and because of my background. In, in the music industry, I knew a little bit about recording. So I got connected to a gentleman um, that was making eight figures back in the back in the 90s. And in, in Amway? He, yeah. Eight figures. Yeah. Wow. Big, big money. Been in the industry for a long time. Wow. And back then they were they were and I still have some of the original cassettes. You know, you get your weekly cassette to listen to yep. and, yeah. and, you know, um, kind of like YouTube now or yeah, right, iTunes right. or whatever. Right. right. And um, I, I put this whole organization on why don't we use CDs rather than cassettes? Right. So this gentleman would fly me all over the United States and I'd record all these wow. meetings. And, um, it was a whole other level of learning. Wow. So I sort of got the back door learning. I was in, I was in meetings that I hadn't earned the right to be there, but I was there to record them. So it gave me a really great education in, in, in network marketing and what it was about. And, sure. you know, that was at a time when there were very few companies, wow. you know, now there's a company a week that pops up and companies go away and people change and move and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I was actually with the, you know, with the Amway Corporation for about 17 years. Were you really? Yeah. Wow. We still use the product today. Love some of the products. Yeah, I, I, I do too. And I, you know, it's, what's funny is I, I never joined Amway and I, but I've used the heck out of some of their products, but I never joined it ever. I can't believe it. Now yeah. when I would, but I, my first sales job was 17 and and I was working for an Amway distributor selling. They had a water purification system. Do you remember that? Yep. I was yep. selling this water purification system. He he had a, a retail location, and so he would oh, wow. have. They'd set up appointments for people to come in for the presentation. <laughs> I don't even remember how long I did it. I, I think it was only a couple of months, but but that's where I got my um, first kind of sales experience was selling Amway water purification systems. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, awesome. dude. I but that. I never became a distributor. I never signed up for it and became a distributor. Yeah, well, we're, you know, we're customer, we're customers of, you know, three or four different network marketing companies because I'd rather support the individual than big corporate. Yeah. You know, that's just, 
you know, to me that that to me that drives the economy more than dumping money into the uh, WalMarts of the world. I agree. So so you know, with your story uh, thus far, um, I would. I mean, I'm going to ask it, but I I don't almost don't have to. Um, it's it's pretty uh, obvious that the the greatest childhood influence on you. Well, it would have been my dad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, no but, question. But, but 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 your dad wasn't a barber. What made what made no. you do that? Um, Trying to be different. <laughs> well, oddly enough, of, of all the people that worked for the the music company, I was I I couldn't play a note if my life depended on it. Ah. Uh, but I was always really really good with numbers. Yeah. And I've been I've been told. You know, you have a left side and a right side brain, and one is typically artistic and one is math. Right. Somehow I have both. Yeah. Like I can draw and paint and do all that kind of stuff, but I'm really good at, you know, my, yeah. my skill set in the music company was I knew how to make them profitable and make the money. Wow. We made money all, you know. Yeah. Knew what to do and how to do it and knew how to hire the right people to fill the gaps for all the stuff that I didn't know. Wow. So, um, but the artistic side of me thought, hey, haircutting, that'd be cool. <laughs> Especially funny. back in the 80s. Yeah. Now, lots of people won't know this reference, but do you know the movie Shampoo? I, with, I, I never saw it, but I think... With Warren Beatty? Yeah, I mean, I know the movie, but I don't, this, I don't this think is, I ever this saw is before, it. This is before Megan. Yeah. Where it was, you know, you open the shop, all the gals come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know where I'm going with that. Yeah, right. So that right. was that was kind of the goal. My, my buddy and I were going to open this shop, and that <laughs> never came to be. So, oh but, my uh, god, wow. That's how we got into the. That's how we got into uh, you know haircutting, and and then I gravitated back to you know business and math. Wow. And it's funny. My son is. Um, he's already talking to me. He just got his first job, and he's already talking about well, how do we invest in real estate? Wow. You know, because he watches. Yeah, Grant stuff and read yeah. his books and Robert Kawasaki's books and you know all that kind of stuff. So we're having those conversations, but um, wow. yeah. So you know, seventeen years and in, in, in the Amway business and and met some you know great people. And I was in a different company at the time when I'd left. I'd yeah. left Amway. Well, never really left. Just wasn't building it anymore. Yeah, was in a was in a. Uh, a 90 day challenge company. And that's when my dad got sick oh. and I just stopped everything in my life. Yeah. And, um, wasn't building that knew I had to, you know, had, had bounced in a couple of other companies. Sometimes it's the right fit. Sometimes it's not. It just depends on who you're working with and yeah. what the deal is. And, and, you know, most recently about six, seven months ago, I found something that I'm, really, really passionate about and, and, you know, because of my background in hockey and, and, and whatnot and the health thing. Yeah. I've been just knocking it out of the park. You know, I'm not one of the, you know, I'd be the first to tell you, I'm not a, I'm not a, a one or 2% or in the network marketing space making, you know, seven figures. Right. Right. But what I am is some, a guy that is making enough money that I roll out when I want Yeah, to spend all the time I want with my kids Wow. And, hey, do I want to get to seven figures, eight figures? Of course, because yeah. then I can help that many, that many more people. Right. You know, right. one of my dreams, one of my motivations has always been I want to have my kids stand on my shoulders and see further than I've ever seen. 
yeah. give them opportunities to do whatever it is they want to do. Right. Uh, you know, my daughter's taking her courses to be a paramedic. Wow. She's really passionate about helping people. You know, I said my son just started his first job, got his learners, wants to, you know, get into real estate and. Wow. That's awesome, dude. That. So, um, you know, network marketing has been really good for me and it's actually really brought me out of my shell. I mean, it, it, you know, so when you look at, when you look at, and not just in network marketing, but you look at people as a whole, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there that, that want to make it. They want to, they want to have the freedom you're talking about, um, that you already have, um, and, and the freedom that, that comes with the stuff that you're dreaming about even more, right? They, they, there's, but they can't, they can't seem to get, um, they get stuck and they don't know how to get unstuck. And you've been there, right? You've been there yeah. where you're like, you know, in that, that, that morning for, for a long, long time and, um, and, or, or whatever. And you just start, you end up stuck. What, what do you think the number one thing is that holds most people back from, from really making it in life? Fear of failure. People Fear. are afraid to fail. So they don't even try. So they don't even try They get into that real sort of comfort zone of, yeah. Hey, I've been with this company for 27 years. It's not that bad. Yeah. And to be honest with you, um, it's probably why I do better in network marketing now than I did while I was working at the music company because I always went, hey, I wake up and there's there's a $100,000 job there. Right. Do I really want to drive across town and go meet that person to find out that they're not interested and, you know, do that kind of thing? So Right, right. You know, I, th I think if, if you follow people that have more than you that are that are more driven, you know, we, we hear all the time about, you know, having coaches. Well, a coach doesn't have to be somebody that's you're physically picking up the phone with, you know, because of social media now. Right. I mean, go and follow people. I didn't know Grant Cardone. Right. And, you know, we, we've had this conversation where I told him, like, you know, you became a surrogate father to me for a while when I was. Yeah. Hurting bad. Yeah. I needed, I needed direction and I just gravitated to his energy and his drive. Yeah. And that's what really helped me. So, you know, if, if, if people can find that person. Yeah. Online or not, I think it's going to help them. But you also have to be really decisive in what it is you want. Yeah. Lots of people talk about, Hey, I want to make whatever, 200, 400, a million dollars to $10 million a year. Right. But what does that really mean? Right. It's nice on paper, but what are you going to do with the 10 million bucks? Right. How are you going to, you know, what define it? Right. People don't know. So for the people though, that, um, don't know, they don't know what, how do I word this? They don't know like that. You know, maybe their, their shit's all falling apart. Maybe they, they can't, they can't figure out what the next move is and they're losing everything. I don't know. But like, what, what would you say to somebody that's just there? That's like, you know, cars are getting repoed, evictions, you know, whatever. Like, what, what, what are you going to say to that person that's just like, 
well, this is just my lot in life. <laughs> yeah, it's tough because it's, you know, it's, it's different for everybody. Right. But it really, you know, I think it comes down to if you could change it, what would it be? What would it look like? Right. I know your life sucks and everything's, you know, going down the drain. Yeah. But if you could have an ideal life, even an okay life, what does it look like? Start right. there. Right. Figure out that question first, because that's the step of moving forward. If you don't know, you know, and, and it really, you know, it depends on who that individual is. Yeah. But I really think it comes down to, you know, what do you want out of life? Right. You know, I'd be the first to tell you, I don't want to be as busy as Grant. I'm ambitiously lazy. You know, <laughs> if, if I can gravitate to, you know, not doing something, I will. But at I, the end I, of the I had to, day, I had to threaten you just to get you on the show. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Absolutely. I'm what? Kidding. You want me to get up at seven o'clock to be ready for eight? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. You know, so it, it just depends on the individual. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to work that hard. Right. And that's why, you know, I want to help people. And, and I love the ability to be able to do that through network marketing. Right. Right. So, well, hey, I, I mean, and dude, like not everybody's going to have Grant Cardone's goals or Tony Robbins goals or, nope. you know, I mean, you got your own goals. You got your own own way of thinking, man. That's what makes you, you know, different from everyone else, you know, and I'm Absolutely. the same way. I, I don't want to be Brett Coffey. I don't want to be Grant Cardone. I want to be Ken Walls and and do my thing, right? So yeah, I'm absolutely. with you. I agree with you, dude. So yeah. and and I think that that's you know piggybacking on on what you were talking about is it's it's about finding that 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 thing, whatever it is. Hank Norman talks about it. Find the one thing, yeah. right? Find yeah. out what that is and then do that. Hey, yeah. m maybe it's you know vacationing so you can sell people on vacationing i don't know like but whatever it is find that and do that yeah pick pick you got to pick that first thing move towards it yeah and as you get closer to it it might change right you might go hey i overcame some things at this point i can do something bigger than what i originally thought right right so then you go down then you go down a different path right but it's moving it, it to me it's it's failing forward if you're not moving, you're dead in the water. That's right. Fail forward. I agree. I agree you know? with you, man. So what's uh, what's what's up what's up for you next, man? What's going on now? What are you what are you moving towards now? Or what's what's coming? Um, you know, just just working, you know, working our our business as 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 little as I can get away with, and <laughs> um. Helping it. my kids. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, that's always a biggest, you know, my biggest passion is my family. Yeah. Right. And right. Um, anything I can do to, you know, help them guide them. And, um, you know, it's, we have some great conversations, Megan and I with some, some couples and stuff because they, I've, I've heard it so many times like, well, how can you guys be together 24 seven? Right. Like, don't you drive each other nuts? And we don't, we just, you know, we're, we're so synergetic that, that we just have a great relationship. It can hang out and, yeah. you know, we're going to do a couple things around the, the house this summer and a few renos and, yeah. and, uh, 
And dude, yeah. your your wife's amazing. I've never met her in person, have I? I don't think I have. No, I met yeah, I met you in person, right? Yeah, didn't we? Yeah, we're, yeah we met in person. Yeah, um, the girl come. Yeah, yeah, um, but you're you know I see the pictures and she's a lovely, lovely woman, beautiful, and and you guys just are so your pictures are incredible together. You're just so happy. Yeah, we, we, we truly are. We, uh, um, you know, I mean, we just like so many of the same things. That's awesome, uh, man. You know, for, for our, around our 30th wedding anniversary, we did the, uh, let's do the, let's do the eighties music tour. So all bands that were within three or four hours of us being able to drive, we went and saw, Wow. You know, we, made, we made that sort of our anniversary. So we saw, you know, honeymoon suite journey, um, all different kinds of bands. Wow. And went and sort of went back and lived our high school, you know, our high school all over again and, and that's did things awesome. like that. She, she really wants to go to Greece. So oh, that's, really? That's something that I got to work on. That's a good reason to get up earlier and work harder at your business. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So she tells me, "What you're not you're not in your office making miracles happen? Come on!" Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it all starts with that, dude. All, everything starts and ends with with sales, right? So, Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> well, dude, how can anybody that that because this will be out on on uh, the TV network as well when I get it up there? So, um, it, it, and I think we have a four or five million viewership right now. So. People that don't already know you, um, a lot of a lot of people on on the Facebook stream obviously know both of us. But um, for those that don't know you, how can they follow you? Um, pretty much every social media handle is Brett J Coffee. So Brett B R E T T J Coffee C O F F E Y, kind of like the drink, but not quite. Yeah, yeah. So you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Snapchat, that that awesome. handle for sure. Awesome, and and if you want to learn more about Brett's business, hit him up and and because um, I know you uh, you were telling me that the thing that you're doing now, you lost like thirty five pounds like that with it. So that's yeah. a, that's incredible. So um, I, I think I need to lose about twenty, I believe, fifteen, twenty something. Okay, well, we'll we'll do a thing. We'll do a thing, Kim. We'll we'll. we'll Set a goal. We'll lose fifteen more each. I need a I need a running partner. So yeah, that'll put me back to my weight when I was in, when I was playing hockey. That's my goal. Wow, nice, nice. Well, dude, I I genuinely appreciate you. I love you like a brother. I appreciate you coming on the show. I know it's early out there for you. Um, you had to go to bed early last night. <laughs> <laughs> But I do appreciate you coming on and, and, you know, is there anything that you would like to say to everybody before we end this? Like, you know, any parting words of wisdom, um, to help somebody have a breakthrough? Yeah, yeah, I, I guess it is. You, I mean, you truly have to pursue your dreams. You have to figure what, figure out what they are and then go after it. Right. And ask for help along the way. So many people don't ask for help. Right, they, they they just drift and invest in it. Absolutely, invest in the help. How many people? 
I mean, I, I see so many people that want free, 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 and then they wonder why they're broke all the time. You know, if you if you invest in something, you're willing yeah. you're willing to spend money in something to to get better. Then there's a pretty good chance other people are going to spend money with you to get better. Absolutely. Yeah. No question about that. Yeah. So you know. Take, take, you know, take the time to find the person that can get you to the next level and, yeah. and go after it. I agree. I agree with you, man. Well, Brett, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you being on. Appreciate, um, appreciate you getting up early, like I said, and, and, and coming on the show. Thank you to everyone who shared this out and liked it and loved it and commented. Leilani Moore. Hey, Leilani's on here. And um, Mike Scott, we've got some great people on. So, Brett, thank you once again. Genuinely appreciate you. And everybody, we will see you on, what is today, Friday? It's today Friday? Friday. It's Friday. Jeez, we'll see you Monday. Good Lord. Thank you all for watching the show. I appreciate it. Have a great day. See you later. Bye, guys. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.